What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. John and Craig Moss? You know, Craig Moss. You know, that was like the. That was the Safeway brand before. I don't remember Craig Select. Moss. I, remember, I think it was like Happy Family or Western Family. Yeah. Was one of them. Yeah. They all had different. Yeah. Craig Moss had like little teardrop shaped. Mm. Cans, I don't know, or like little patterns on their can. Anyway, but there was like grape. That's where you got your grape soda and your orange. Soda. Craigmont. Yeah, I think this is an Oregon thing. This might have been like a maybe. Um, I don't know. What's the place? Fred Meyer or uh, Fred Meyer's not ever Bymart. Bymart. I think it was one of those. Yeah, I think that was the Craig. I mean, I don't. I don't remember Craigmont. Yeah. Albertsons. Albertsons, maybe they don't have one here. They don't have those. I haven't here. seen an Albertsons in years. No. <clears throat> They're great. How was your day? It's good. I got a lot done. Good. Some errands, and I brought you these. Yes, we're gonna try these. Do I need a napkin or a plate or something? Napkin, they provide napkins. Do you want a plate? It, that might be a good idea. Here, let's instead of this. I've been doing this thing. You know, because I like to cut back on dishes and stuff. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Who I can doesn't? find a way to cut back on dishes. Yeah, I mean, I've been having just a just a paper just towel with my morning toast you know yeah so i'll just put this down okay i'll just put a cloth napkin down and then you can put whatever so we've got buttermilk ranch okay so for those of you who weren't with us last week we uh, you should go back and and listen um we, we just talked briefly about we were talking about jack-in-the-box sauces walter brought one over that was the um what was it called avocado lime so it was avocado lime there was there's another one in here so you can taste it next to this one because you just said it tastes like ranch it's just ranch and i'm like no it's, it's not so and why can't they just call it ranch what what's with the aka ranch is ranch like a copyrighted thing? it might be i mean hidden valley has, the, mm-hmm. has their ranch newman you know paul newman's got his ranch everyone's got their own little ranch the buttermilk Did house. I tell you the ranch story about the, at the Fairmont? I don't know. So we had these interns from Thailand and then also a large population uh, you know, of uh, these uh, guys from Mexico or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was at Juan, I think. It was Mexicans? Guy, yeah. Mexican dude. <laughs> yes. Makes uh, all the guac. Oh, my God. He made the best guac in the whole fucking world. I love I miss his guacamole so much. But I walk into the walk-in and I'm looking for the ranch. And there's this Thai kid and this Mexican guy standing there. I'm like, hey, do you guys know where the ranch is? And they both look at each other and, like, English is both of their second languages. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wrench, ranch, ranch, wrench. And, like, they couldn't – and they're, like, looking at each other and they kept picking up different things. <laughs> like like a thing of celery and, like, a tomato. I'm like, no, no, ranch, guys, ranch. Uh, was, did you finally find the ranch? Yeah, I finally found the tub of ranch, but – there's a, you have a funny little ranch story too, don't you, you son of a bitch? It's more of your ranch story because I didn't know there, where the ranch was until you <laughs> dropped it everywhere. Yes, and it exploded all over the walk-in because you were Mr. Funny Man. Walter came to help me uh, cook in the kitchen, and um, one of the funny jokes would be, and I thought you know we were being playful and whatever, but you hadn't been in that kitchen ever, <laughs> no, so you didn't know where anything was, no, or not. Including the light switch. Yeah. You didn't even know. So there was a light switch on the outside of the walk-in, as many there, there are on all of them. 
But when somebody would go into the walk-in, you would sort of lean up against the door and turn the light switch off, and they'd be sitting there in the cold and in the dark. <clears throat> what I didn't realize was that you... Um, had a five-gallon bucket of ranch in my arms. And then you and were there startled. there were everywhere. And, there was, and then you jerked and dropped it all over the... Yeah. Was, was that house-made ranch I, there? Somebody made it. I don't know. <laughs> they probably just mixed it with buttermilk. So... Last week when we were talking about Jack in the Box and we were talking about creamy avocado lime sauce. I can't read this, but um, there's a lot of ingredients there. And uh, buttermilk house ranch, so you brought over, and some sweet and sour. What did you bring over? So this looks the, like uh, egg the, rolls. The little mini tacos. Egg rolls and those tiny, these tiny, look at these little fuckers. Those are mini tacos. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't think there's anything in them but the fake meat stuff. And so it's soy product? Mm. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's no, like, tomatoes or sour cream. Like, you're not going to find vegetables in there. I don't oh, think. shit. So Ruh-roh. if you're uh, if you listening to this and don't want to listen to people eat, you should probably skip past this section. Um, so but There's your buttermilk ranch, and there's your avocado. You can clearly see they're very visually different. Visually different. Although guacamole is usually green. This is brown, but that's fine. Ish. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's lime. Right. Is it guacamole? Creamy avocado lime sauce. Doesn't say guac. Yeah. It is different. There is some difference to it. I wouldn't say it's huge, but well, the the lime, the acidity in the um. Yes, there is a little more acidity. Sorry, I just bumped the mic. Alright. Oh, it's hot. Mm Mm-hmm. I also thought we were um, talking about this podcast at my work and telling some stories about some of the worst things that we've ever done at work. Like two other people. Mm-hmm. Like the time I was at the fish story. I don't know if you know heard this story. You probably have. I was alone. It was like an early. It was like the first guy came and sat down, had one beer, and was going to leave. I was closing him out. And the place was empty, and I was standing there, and I was kind of flexing his credit card. Like, I just kind of bent it a little bit. Right. And it popped. It exploded in half. <laughs> and I looked over at this guy who just witnessed it. Like, there's no lying about it. You know, they can't say, like, something happened to it. It's like, we both just watched this happen in slow motion. I'm just like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I just broke your credit card in half. And he's like, yeah, I'm on vacation from New York. Like, I can't. Like, it's going to take a day for them to, you know, overnight it to me from the bank. Like, I'm fucked. I'm like, well, obviously, sir, I'm not going to charge you for your beer. <laughs> you know, I'm terribly sorry. But you there's, know there's nothing him? I can do. Like, I just gave him back his pieces of his credit card, and he went back to his hotel and figured something out, And I, I guess. And I never saw him again, but... They always figure something out. You just call the bank, and, like, the card or not, that he'll, he can just charge whatever to the hotel. He, he was fine. I'm sure. I hope. Yeah. But just things like that. Do you have any yeah. weird stories like that where you completely ruin somebody's day? Unintentionally. I mean, I had a credit card situation where I had switched the credit cards with two people. One of the oh. one of the parties was very cool with it, and the other one was not. And I was like, I know the people whose card who have your card. They're just across the street. I'll go get it for you. And like the one guy was just absolutely livid, and obviously, rightfully so. Maybe maybe he didn't need sure. yelling at me, but I mean, it's a frustrating thing. It's frustrating, and I mean, your level of paranoia. It's like. If in that time, if he had not, if he had noticed that it was not his credit card and he was a, a bad person and he like 
took the numbers down mm-hmm. or or entered it into his Amazon account. You know, like there's any number of things. This was that, a little before that, but yeah, it wasn't as easily readily available. Right. But I think, and here's here's something else, and I want to get into this article that I was reading. I got a couple articles for our reading, okay. our reading series. Um, but uh, when we were in the midst of the height of the pandemic. Um, we were doing this thing where we were swiping the cards on the iPad at the table mm-hmm. to reduce pen, paper, all of that stuff. I thought it was really great. I really enjoyed it. And apparently that's how they do it in Europe everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's not, there, there is no pen and paper. It, there hasn't been pen and paper in Europe for a very long time in many, many places. Okay. And um, putting people on the spot for the tip though is a little awkward now, do you think? Not anymore. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, let's just. Let's just move along. I'm good with it. I I feel I think putting people on the spot for the tip is good. Yeah. You're looking me right in the eye and you're going to tell me zero. <laughs> like, you can't just like write a zero and then turn the turn the piece of paper upside down, put the pen on top of it and then, you know, slink away. Right. You know, and hopefully I won't lo- notice it before you leave. But I have done this numerous times in hotel situations where I have to wait cuz I need that piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I need your signature. Yeah. So this is not an uncommon thing. I agree. It's not normal in America in restaurants, yes. But like I thought, oh, this is great. And then, you know, it's not my choice to keep this uh, policy. And we went back to using pen and paper and whatever. It's it's not, I'm not any more annoyed than I was before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, pen and paper, no big deal. It's just... Well, when you remove the pen and paper situation, you don't have to add them all in at the end of the night no they're all, all just in there yeah that's great yeah that's so that was part of it too 20 minutes out of your night there was all of this process mm-hmm. there was no waiting around there was no like pretending to go like over and touch the thing and be right. like oh oh you haven't gotten to that yet when i've known full fucking well i've yeah. been watching you for the last 15 right. minutes waiting not for you yet to it. stop pretending like you don't know the checks on your table right yeah so none of that stuff sign so your I checks thought it was, dickheads so sign i thought it was really great the restaurant yeah, um, and I, I think that I think I, I had no keep problem. Yeah, I mean you can. Yeah, this is the only time where I would tell you not to uh, chew with your mouth open or don't eat while you're. What is it? Don't talk with your mouth open. With your don't talk with your mouth open. Don't talk while you're eating. Don't talk with your mouth full. Don't talk with your mouth full. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so there's an article there. Well, so this is an article. Oh, and I found somebody's credit card on the street, and I. Uh, or debit card, whatever it was. I was on, I was biking on the on twelve up here, and I picked it up, and I whatever for whatever reason I like came back and I didn't go to the Bank of America. I messaged, I found somebody on Facebook that had the same name, and I was like, "Hi, I found your wow, that's your, terrifying <laughs> your debit card on the side of the highway over here." I never heard back from them, so I'm just gonna assume. I mean, I'll just drop it off at Bank of America tomorrow. Yeah, or something. please do that. Yeah, don't. I mean, please don't find my card out there and just give it to any random Walter Schmidt you happen to find on the internet. I mean, it was not a, it wasn't like a uh, Dave Jones or Bob Smith. Okay. If there, there, how many Walter Schmidts are there? Too many. Too many? Were you there that night at the, at the fair, at the Bal, what was it called? Balmar? No. When there's that huge uh, black dude who was like with a bunch of his friends, he kept ordering rounds of Don Julio 1942. No. And his card was declined. Oh, no. And he came back and wanted to order another round. I was like, sure, sure. Uh, happy to pour that for you, but we still have to ta- take care of that first round. He's like, what do you mean, man? I'm like, your card was declined. I'm sorry. 
He's like, oh no, what do you want me to do? I was like, well, I mean, I can't pour you any more drinks until we have some sort of, we've, you mm-hmm. know, established a line of payment of some kind. He's like, oh, in front of all my friends. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I still have to keep my job. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I'll just go and come back. I'm like, well, if you leave here without paying your bill, I have to call the police. Like, you can't just ditch, you know, dine mm-hmm. and ditch. Like, I'm not, it's Saturday night. I don't fucking know this guy. I'm not yeah. trusting him. He's like, oh, man, what do you want me to do? I'm like, well, take your cards, you know, and like, I'll just hang on to your wallet or something or your watch. He's like, what? And I was like, yeah, give me your watch. And he's Jesus. like, he gives me his wallet and his watch. And I was like, and you know what? Give me your jacket, too. And he takes his jacket off. <laughs> this huge, like, leather jacket mm-hmm. with, like, uh, fur inside mm-hmm. it and stuff. This is a really big guy. And he was just like, oh, I'm just going to go across the street. I'm like, cool, yeah, come back and, you know, you can have all your stuff back. You know? I don't want to keep, I don't want, you know, this stupid jacket. But, yeah, you just bought eight. Shots of Don Julio, nineteen forty-two, twenty-five dollars a piece, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like, I think it was like thirty or something. But and then and, he was going to do it again. And what happened? He ended up coming back the next day. Like he didn't come back that night. I was like, you know, if you know Steve Mako or the owner has to just write this off as a walk-off tab or whatever, mm-hmm. that's fine. I used to do it for uh, little Stephanie all the time, anyway. But um, yeah, then I get this cool ass watch and this nice jacket. Like I was <laughs> kind of hoping, he, yeah. yeah, I hope he wouldn't come back. But he came back the next day and paid his tab. But. What did you do with the, the items? I left them in the office. Okay. I put them all in his pockets of the jacket and wrapped okay. it up and kept okay. it all good and safe. Yeah. But no, I mean, I don't think that I've... I've had some mix-ups, but no, usually... I, but my whole point is, like, it was great when I didn't have to give a credit card over. Mm-hmm. And we give, we give our credit cards to strangers all the time. You give your credit card to people making fucking minimum wage all the time. Yeah. I mean... That just seems like there's a weird level of trust. And I mean, I, I, I'm not interested in stealing from anyone. I'm not interested in any of those things. It but seems it's like very involved. Like you've got to have a lot of technology, access to technology. You know, like the scanning things where they, they copy the cards. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those I mean, things? I, yes. I, right. Well, I mean, or you just had the number and use, if you were willing to use it online. You would, I mean, again... I don't want any of that. Yeah. I just thought it was great that like you keep your card. Mm-hmm. There is no, not even that anything nefarious would happen. What if somebody broke it or lost it or mm-hmm. gave it to somebody else? Yeah. Which Do you know how busy I am and how, how easily confused a person can get Yeah, when they're handed credit cards? It. I mean, it astounds me. Like when you go into like, well, I don't even know if they do that anymore, but like all those, God love them, the dingbats that we've worked with, like say the Belmar, you mm-hmm. know, all these cocktail waitresses, just these... 22 year old girls mm-hmm. who have like it's their first job or I don't know what their deal is but they've they're bringing like nothing to the table they have no organizational skills their socks don't match they're just kind of showing up mm-hmm. half of them are high or drunk on their shift and there you look over at their little station and they've got like a little recipe box with like a thousand credit cards from all these people who are keeping their tabs open at this you know big ass nightclub and it's like yeah. Yeah, anybody could walk over to this thing and get their credit card back if they, you know, watched what was going on, or even just steal this box of credit cards, you know, from this people. There's, there's nobody watching, and you know, you're hoping this girl finds your credit card and returns it to you. Yeah, and only charges you for the drinks that you ordered from her. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a there's a lot of moving pieces that really have to come together for. I just think it's a better system for you to keep your card yeah. and put you on the spot a little bit at the table. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I feel like anymore, like, are we really still pretending that this is not a business transaction? 
is I mean, my job is to make you feel comfortable and like you're at home sure. and that you're you're having an emotional experience that's positive, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's important. Mm-hmm. That's part of why we go out to eat to be taken care of, to be catered to, right? And you got these regulars who come back again and again, sure, and they're just like, oh, Johnny, and you know, right. it's my wife and my kids, and and I'm cool with all of that. But at the end of the meal, you we do pay. have to do this. We yeah. we all know it's coming. Mm-hmm. We've all. You have to give your credit card to make a reservation. Mm-hmm. Not everywhere, but a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want you just making a reservation and not showing up. Yeah. Right? So they're going to charge you something. Yeah. So from the beginning to the end, we know this is a transaction. And I just don't know why it's so difficult to kick back into that and say, like, we just need to... I need you to pay this. If you want to sit here for a little while longer and finish your wine, that's fine. Yeah. but You paid for the table. But pay me. But pay me. Yeah. Give me my fucking money so I can move on with my life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you're not the only one. So if I can just get you to sign here. I think a lot of people, there's like this pathological sort of control issue mm-hmm. with these people where they're just like, they know. Of course they know. They have to pay. But they also know that you can't go anywhere or do anything until you get that piece of paper from them. And so they're going to string you along. And the worst is when like you've given them their check, you've run their card, it's in front of them, and you're like... Sir, I just, um, I am, you know, when it's the last straw. And there's, yes. you know, and you have no other options. And, like, they're literally the last ones there. Your, your coworkers are now putting up chairs around them. And you're like, hey, Dave, it's been a great night, but I do, I do just need the signature. I've got to, you know, I've got to close up for the night. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you know what? Actually, can I just get another coffee? You know what I mean? Those <laughs> yes. motherfuckers where they just want to, oh, can I just? The can I just motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I can't stand. Yeah. No, you, you cannot, cannot just. You cannot just. Just get the fuck coffee out of here. Coffee is just this, which yeah. you can you just You can just do. get out of here. That's what you can just do. <laughs> the coffee station is closed. The barista's gone home for the evening. Yeah. No. We've cleaned everything. It's time for you to leave. Yeah. Because that's the last thing that we have to clean is like, can I get rid of the coffee and the milk? Because, uh, you know. Yeah. There might be that. Well, that's why, I mean, and I'm not even sorry for it, but at the end of the night, towards the end of the night, like 8 mm-hmm. o'clock, I just pull a bunch of shots of decaf. And that's what you're fucking getting. If you order a goddamn cappuccino for me at 10 o'clock at night, it's decaf. Yeah, yeah. Because you fuck it. you, that's why. Yeah. There you have it. <laughs> Schwabi, so, Schwabi taught me that. Trick. Yes. So this gives more to the beginning of the um, the uh, the meal. And this is somebody who's really upset about QR code menus. Mm. How do you feel about this? Well, I'm okay with it if they're giving me Wi-Fi. Mmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I sit down and I'm like, hey, do you guys have a Wi-Fi password? And they're like, no, you're on your own. <laughs> you're going to be either using your own data plan or whatever Wi-Fi ambient that you can get your you hands can... on. But you are going to need the internet to use this menu. So, yeah. Right. Um, I find that. <clears throat> so to read this, a little bit of this, uh, by Helene Olin. Um... QR code menus are the death of civilization, she says. Oh, that sounds pretty extreme. <clears throat> the coronavirus pandemic saw a number of changes in how we live, in big, in ways big and small. Some were welcome, flexibility about remote work, say, or cocktails to go. But here's one adaptation that can't fall by the wayside fast enough. The now commonplace QR code menus offered in place of the paper version in millions of American restaurants. Um, they are unnecessary, antisocial, discriminatory, and unpopular. They fully degrade the experience of dining out. I mean, I think it's kind of gross and sad how much people have their phones out at the table anyway. 
What mm-hmm. I would like is to actually do that the thing. I don't know if this is if it's real technology or if it's just in the movies where they hit like a button or something and it like blocks cell phones, like it shuts all the technology down. Mm-hmm. You would like to do that at your restaurant at, or all restaurants. All restaurants. <clears throat> if you don't know what a restaurant QR code is, I envy you. It's the black and white square code where you find a placard on on the table and are seated asking you to scan it. I think we all know who this is. Um, Offered up as a bit of hygiene when restaurants reopened after shutdowns in the early pandemic period. They're unnecessary since the coronavirus is, we now know, an almost entirely airborne pathogen. But all too many dining establishments continue to use them. Here's where she gets a little, well. She gets nuttier. A physical menu sets the stage, Walter. It highlights the fact that this is a special occasion, even if it's simply a quick bite at at the local diner. The menu signifies that it's time to take a break in a busy day, that this meal is something separate from the normal course of events. It also pushes us to interact with others. We share menus, we point to things, we ask the waitstaff questions about the meal and what they particularly like. So obnoxious, yeah, remove that from It's like opening a program at a theater for a show you and your companions are about to experience together. And that's actually part of my spiel when guests come to our restaurant because it's a mm-hmm. fixed menu. Right. So what I always say is, in front of you are the, the little menus for the night. Um, it's more of a program, like if you bring mm-hmm. in a show, because, you know, as we can see with all the glass, we're already on the table. All the decisions have been made for us. You know, yeah. we're just kind of moving forward. <clears throat> but don't you think she's over-dramatizing the she diner is, a little bit? She is, but at the same time, I mean, the sentiment... Yeah, she's nuts, but the sentiment there... I kind of agree with where it's like, turn off your phone. I don't, as a waiter or bartender, ever want to tell you what my favorite thing is on the menu. I don't want to tell you what the fuck to eat. I don't want to tell you, you know, it's like, what's good here? Like, I'm not, I don't want to have that conversation. If I could ever avoid it ever again in my life, I would rather just, you have the literature in front of you. You, do you like egg salad? Do you like chicken? You can read the ingredients. You can you can kind of tell what's going on. Now, if you have a question about, you know, what is remoulade? What is this sauce? What is great? You know, what is a gravish? Yeah. What you know, I'm happy to like engage and answer these questions for you. And I'll kind of try and sell. It. Well, the steak, you know, it's great. It's just lightly seared and it's cooked to temperature that you prefer. And this little sauce on the side and the jus is delightful. But beyond like. What is a fucking hot dog? Shut the fuck up! Like it's right in front of you. You know, you know <laughs> what right, it is. There has to be some. We have to. I have some assumption that you have done this before, or that you've lived in the world where food has right. been prepared for you. Yeah, you know, like this is not. It's yeah. not. Pick the thing you want. You can point at it if that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I love menus with pictures on. Them, you know, especially like, um, like Chinese restaurants or Thai mm-hmm. restaurants where I, if I'm not familiar with Vietnamese restaurants where I don't it's a picture of the dish I don't know what the you know what these things are and so I'll just point and I'm like that looks pretty good let's just do this katsu business like that's yeah that looks you know, pretty good I'll have that I'll have whatever that is <clears throat> so she makes she you might agree with her on this point and um Although I think it's ubiquitous and you're not getting away with it. But she says, whipping out a phone to check the menu, on the other hand, is hardly conducive to setting a mood. Unless you want to dine in the metaverse. (laughs) Smartphones are endlessly distracting. She's correct. And it takes discipline to put them away after checking a menu. Nobody ever does that anyway. Do they? Put them away? Put their phones away. No, they don't. No, they don't. And that's kind of why I just want to do the phone blocker thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe even worldwide at like noon every day or a couple hours during the day 
<clears throat> I'm not gonna, you know. Apparently, I, I, uh, not last week, but the week before that, I guess I had some words about Devin. I don't know. Uh-huh. Was... Well, we don't need to say them again if there's an issue. No, no, there's no issue. Oh, okay. I, I bet. Apparently, she listened to the podcast and she was like, "You were so mad at me about something." I was like, "I don't feel like I was mad about anything." I frustrated with the car situation and I don't know oh. so I'm not going to say anything you know disparaging that way but you know it would be cool if we just had like a no phone hour they you know have what I mean? the like, yonder which is a pouch so basically at the door you put the phone oh, in your pouch right. it locks you keep the pouch and your phone for the for the duration and then they they scan it and it opens at the end they use it for concerts yonder they had Bob Dylan concert, so he had everybody put their phone in pouches so that nobody was yeah. on their phone the whole time. The staff need to do that at every restaurant. <laughs> That's not going to happen either, but yes. I'm tired so, of looking for my waitress and seeing her like around the corner by the by the soda machine just like on her... Look, I can Twitter. do both, all right? I can stand there on my phone. No, you cannot. I'm, it's fine. No, nope. I got you it's in the not corner fine. of my eye. Nope. <laughs> it's not. She says... You hey, cannot anticipate my needs if you're not even in the room. Look, I've done this a few times already this week, let alone my entire life. I know what your needs are. You're you want food just, and you no. want drink? No, you're yes. the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> and you deserve less than 15%. Perfect. Um, she says, and it takes discipline to put them away after checking the menu. A bit of self-control many can't always muster. Guilty. Like, I know, people are complicated and messy and hypocritical, but this is my whole point, is that it's bullshit. Like, you're on your phone anyway. It's all too easy to rationalize checking just one email, sending just one tweet, taking just one glance at Instagram. Everybody's on Instagram taking pictures of their food. I make this joke, but I don't think that people are kidding. And I'm like, well, are you looking for the most Instagrammable dish tonight? Because I will tell you right now. And they're like, ooh, really? Like, <laughs> it's a selling point. Yeah, sure. I Very say colorful. Give me something like, with like some purple and some yeah, green exactly. popping want, out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would say the chicken needs a little... I, would, I wouldn't go with the chicken for the picture. The steak is going to be beautiful on your Instagram. That fish, gorgeous. That's what you get out. <laughs> Look at you go, buddy. <laughs> I know. We already spend almost five hours a day staring at our smartphone screens. Do we really need to prompt to spend even more time in, in our electronic silos? In fact, the QR code, like much technological er progress of the past decade is designed to reduce or remove contact with others. That was the point. Um, it was contact with paper and pen and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And she's right, it's airborne, blah, 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 I get it. But um, some actually think this makes eating out more enjoyable or at least cuts down on labor. As one business and business site promoting QR codes puts it, uh, the customer no longer needs to share menus or perform interactions with wait- waiters and waitresses adding it boosts convenience massively making dining more pleasurable experience for everyone you think it's i mean there's something to be said for not having to talk to idiots about you know <laughs> what is clearly in front of them <clears throat> but yeah i mean i it's it is so sad when you walk up to a table and everybody's on their phone not even talking to each other like you could have stayed home and done this like why why are you out why are you with these people mm. you clearly don't like them you don't want to talk to them you don't want to look at them at least tell me you're texting each other. And I think... Yeah. Yeah. And they never are. No. Um, there was a... A poll conducted two-thirds of all adults preferred paper menus over the online version. Baby boomers, in particular, revile the use of QR code menus. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Old people don't like technology. Well, 
also like no matter also, what, how big the print is, you've got to like zoom in on the menu. Like you can't just look at the at a <clears throat> men, like a QR menu because your phone's only this big. It only covers this this right. much literature, mm-hmm. and so you've got to blow it up and you've got to zoom in, and you, then you're like scrolling, turn your phone sideways to read the whole sentence. It's obnoxious. Fair if you give, give me a Kindle or something, you know, give me a <laughs> give me a bigger screen. And it was, Did you bring your Kindle tonight, sir? <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> or you just have a Kindle under the table or attached to the table or, you know, go... If you're going to do the QR code, just go digital on the table, you know? Yeah. Remember the the, the old tables where the, uh, it was like a video game? You'd play Pac-Man, you know, and they'd mm-hmm. bring you pizza and you just eat pizza and play video games yeah, on the table? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, but have the menu and, you know... Like the whole thing, have the whole table a screen. Yeah, A whole exactly. iPad. The yeah. whole table... A touch screen. An interactive touch screen. Yeah. Where you could bring up pictures, mm-hmm. video, and you could like, do backlighting, feeds. and it could, yes. yeah, you could change the lighting for the table. For maybe your a hologram pictures. in the middle, like R two D two. If you got the budget, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, she says American Civil Liberties Union: forty percent of people over the age of sixty five still lack a smartphone. Damn, I mean, yeah, the the world's changing. This is going to be a reality. Sure, but I mean, you can't just cut sixty five year old people out of the out of the loop. Like, no, sorry if you didn't. You, you weren't covered on this. You didn't take computers in high school. But also, I don't know how much of a problem it really is because I haven't seen it that much. People are still handing me paper menus. They are. They I think this is, I'm just. My point is that it's a little fucking hyperbolic. Yeah. You know, um, a QR code menu is tantamount to telling the elderly and the poor their business isn't wanted. Well, settle down. I mean, it's settle not. down. <laughs> it's not. Um, but. And I get she's she's saying, you know, poor people, old people don't have smartphones, can't hook up to the internet. It's not fair for them. That's fine. I th- again, I don't think this particular um, writer for the Washington Post has those issues. So she's not championing, 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 Champ- championing, championing, championing. Mm-hmm. She's not championing, championing. <laughs> a, old overhaul. Right. <laughs> she's not championing some marginalized group here. This is not her point. She's annoyed and she's frustrated because she's not a champion. She is not a champion for these people. Right. She's just annoyed in Washington DC where she doesn't get a paper menu. And she's still scrolling on her Instagram. I'm gonna go look up this woman's Instagram too. Yes, QR code menus have their defenders. I actually know a few of these benighted souls. Some of them are even my colleagues. They say QR code menus are healthier and better for the environment. I mean there's a lot of paper. Uh, but let's get let's get real, Jeremy. If you're that concerned, ask the restaurant manager about paid sick leave policies for the staff. Something that's bound to be much more effective at cutting contagion. And no one who writes for a print newspaper has any business complaining about the waste of paper in printing a menu. Like settle down. Like you can She's... still complain about things. Like even if you, I indulge in a lot of things that mm-hmm. like I don't think are right, but. Anyhow, well, I mean, <clears throat> also you have to think she's writing this article. It's it's kind of like a, a writing assignment in school, right? You've got fifty thousand words. Her editor's like, "You got this many words," and she's like, "She might sound a little pedantic, but she's got to fill the this space." This is a waste of fucking space and time and energy and money. It's all digital. of this, it's digital, and it's, she's got I mean, her little her... hooks in you. Yeah, she's trolling <clears throat> you. Mm-hmm. I, she's totally trolling me. Um... So why do QR code menus persist? They do offer short-term business advantages by placing the menu online. Restaurant tours can not only skip the step of bringing you a menu, but they can adjust their offerings on the fly. That's not that's 
pretty good. Uh, that might be particularly useful at this <laughs> Have you moment. ever seen one that's accurate? No, I have not. <laughs> They're always wrong. They're not adjusting them always. on the fly. No, no yeah, you're right. It's always last week's fucking menu that they won't update. The managers yes. won't do it. Yes. The prices yes. are wrong. Yes. The wine is wrong. Yes. Yeah, the sauce yes. is different. The cocktail the vegetable is not is updated. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's a different kind of meat tonight. <clears throat> Shut the fuck up with this mm-hmm. on the fly. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, you're, you're a little... What is it? The hacker man is in the back of the, the restaurant. The restaurant are back there 24-7 making sure that the right. online yeah. menu is correct. <laughs> the fucking online Because there isn't enough to deal with. Never <clears throat> going to happen. There isn't enough Yelp reviews that need to get uh, returned. Right. So is this the future you want? Staring at your phone, ignoring your companions while your pasta surges at 200% of its normal price? What? What? <laughs> Where? What? I don't think so. It's time to end the reign of QR code menus. This is one technological advance we could all do without. So she's kind of touching on the fact that things are getting more expensive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it sounds like... Supply issues and staffing issues. Mm-hmm. We now have to pay people, you know, more of a living wage. And a lot of, like, benefits and things. Most restaurants are offering benefit packages to keep their staff, or to, you know, to, to get people to show up to work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that money's got to come from somewhere. It so. does sound like pedantic privilege bullshit to me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is it, is your life really that bad in Washington that you, you, you just are so bothered by the QR code at the corner of your table at your local <clears throat> they are hideous. diner? Can they make them prettier mm-hmm. like that fan behind you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they probably could. They don't have to be black and white, do they? Could they mm-hmm. have some know. color? I think maybe you're onto something. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they just look like, you know... Fucked up barcode looking things. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was really ridiculous and not a real issue. I mean, clearly it is. <laughs> it's an issue. But it's not. I mean, who is anybody in Sonoma doing the QR no, code thing not anymore? That I know of. We not, have one. We, we have, have a little tile that has information about our glassware because people are like, ooh, these glasses are beautiful. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I have a QR code. You can scan it, takes you right to the, the website for Solfenvold. And you can buy their glassware. I just don't think it's a real issue in too many places. I think it, it's just insane. She's insane. She is insane. But that's her <clears> job <throat> is to, you know... Get irate over ridiculous things. Yeah. What's she going to write about next week? God, I guess I'm going to have to Can you believe out. they tried to pull out new Coke? <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. What is her... Let's see if we can find her. I am curious about her you Instagram. start stalking somebody now? Is this how it starts? <clears throat> eh, never mind. She's not really on there. She's got something from last year, and that's it. This might not even be the right person. Anyhow, whatever. <laughs> okay. Great. I hope I hope that your local favorite restaurant where you have your lunches gives you a piece of paper. Uh, your pasta is twice as expensive, and you had to you look at a QR code to figure out which one you wanted. I don't think the two are the same. They're not connected. They're not. No. It has nothing to do with the other. It's not, they're not like, we're using QR code so we can charge you more for pasta. It's all the other shit. Yeah, no. They're not connected. They're not connected. <clears throat> she was just saying something about it. Right. What's in this other box? Ah, Is that the egg rolls? These are the egg rolls. You want to try the egg roll? Sure, I'll try, I'll try a bite of an egg roll. <clears throat> I guess we can need the sweet and sour sauce, yeah. right? Just one. I got this for you, buddy. <clears throat> and, you know, yeah, it's jack-in-the-box, it's jack-in-the-trash, or it's whatever you want to call it, you mm-hmm. know, you can talk as much shit as you want, because it's fast food, junk food, right? Mm-hmm. But an egg roll is an egg roll. It's the junk food of the 
you know, of anywhere of the Chinese mm-hmm. industry. I mean, it's it's a solid egg roll, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's I like what it. I expect. I mean, it's a fried. I'll be honest. Thing full of cabbage. I like a little more crispiness to my. Outer. It's been sitting. It's true. Hmm. Hmm. But when they're hot and crispy and they first come out, yeah, they're crunchy. No, it's good. I haven't had Jack in the Box in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm probably going to die tonight. Probably. <laughs> I mean, no. there's not. it's not like there's anything in here. You haven't really eaten anything. It's styrofoam and reshaped <laughs> soy protein product. It's sugar. Not, yeah, it's not... There's nothing in there. It's like bologna. There's nothing in there to hurt you. Mm. It's been sterilized. Yeah. Yeah. Microwaved. Um, flash frozen. <laughs> That's yeah, not bad. And deep fried. Um, did you hear the Choco Tacos? No more. They've taken it off the. Who? I don't know. Nabisco uh, Klondike. Klondike is not making the Choco Taco. I did. Anymore. I didn't know what what a Choco Taco. Oh wait, no, I did. Yeah, Choco Tacos. That's mm-hmm. okay. I've never had one. They're always in right a little there. ice chest. Looks exactly like you'd think it would. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ice cream product. Yeah. They're always in the little thing next to the uh, the it's it's. Yes, exactly. Yeah, drop you know exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For I many like the time, it. it says for many the choco taco conjures long ago memories of biting into a cold sweet treat on a hot summer day. Others have more recent memories, especially because Taco Bell, which used used to sell the product years ago, brought it back. Did they? <laughs> I don't remember that. To some stores for a limited time earlier this year. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I'd like to buy the rights, <laughs> so not all hope is lost, however. Some notable fans are already trying to figure out ways to resurrect the Choco Taco. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I'd happened like... to the uh, the hostess, remember? Twinkies? Mm-hmm. It was like, what, four or five years ago that Twinkie yeah. died? It was mm-hmm. going out of business. Hostess mm-hmm. was... And they brought it back. I'd like to buy the rights to your Choco Taco and keep it from melting away from future generations' uh, childhoods. Reddit co-founder Alex Ohanian tweeted... At Unilever, Klondike's parent company. Um, Patrick Shriver responded that he'd go in on this. So these people want to say these billionaires want to save the Choco Taco? I don't know. And then there's just a picture of Biden with a fucking... It's weird. That, I mean, are they that they would go out of business or sell out or just shut their doors? Well, I mean... they're saying um, they can't keep all of their portfolio. So they're oh, kind okay. of cutting Paring back. it down. Well, Klondike bars are kind of gross and stupid. What is it's just, just ice cream with a with chocolate that just melts in your hand? I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know. But that I thing like on my, a stick, man. I like my ice cream in a cup. Yeah, I'm not really a cone. I was at Target the other day, and there was uh, Little Debbie's. You familiar with Little Debbie? I do. Little Debbie look. has a, a a you know a wide product line. Mm-hmm. She has something down there called. Um, Nutty Buddies. I love Nutty Buddies. They were my favorite. They're still there. Yes. They're down. They look like they're from the 40s. <laughs> like the boxes are like mm-hmm. old timey, like weird little things. And it's like, <clears throat> it's funny because they uh, they put Nutty, uh, Little Debbie puts a price on the box. It says, yes. Suggested retail price, $2.49. And then the price the Target is charging is $2.78. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of interesting. They went against Little Debbie? They went against Little Debbie. Mm. Um, and lastly, I wanted to ask you what your thoughts on the wedge salad are. 
I love a wedge. Are you kidding me? We, have we talked about the wedge? We may have talked about the wedge. There's another article I want to read mm. um, <clears throat> from uh, Munchies on uh, Vice by Sydney Mondre. Mondre says, actually, wedge salads are an abomination. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, well, iceberg gets a lot of hate, you know? It does. Why do you think that? I mean, it's. I think it's pretty versatile. I mean, it's not... Well, one of the chief things whenever I whenever I like <clears throat> like at the fairmont we'd have the little cafeteria kind of mm-hmm. thing, and people would go in for the uh, the mixed greens, right, or the spinach salad, and I'd go in for the the iceberg. Mm-hmm. I like the iceberg. It's a perfect vehicle. It doesn't interfere with the other vegetables or and these vegetables. I mean, from Lola Farms, remember those mixed mm-hmm. greens that we got from them? Were delicious. Flavorful. Um, flavorful Mustard mixed greens. greens in there and right. They're fresh off the farm, and they have real flavor to them. And these mixed greens that you get from Safeway, have already, they're already a month old. That's why they don't last more than a week in your fridge, right? They've already mm-hmm. been picked, you know, shipped. shipped. They've bagged. been all bagged all over the country. So they don't have any more flavor to them than Iceberg does. So everyone can basically fuck off, as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> well, this guy wants Iceberg to fuck off, and I'm just, I want to get your uh, take on this. So, yeah. Sydney says... I always thought that my dad's affinity for the classic wedge salad, iceberg, tomato, bacon, blue cheese dressing, was an old man thing. Like continuing to buy the same ill-fitting Gap jeans for two decades or, or repeating stale, vaguely inappropriate jokes at family get-togethers. I imagine that I like as... all of those things. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. You're an old man. <laughs> um, as men age, there's a sort of gravitational pull toward the comfort provided by blandness and reliability. Fortunately... Amen, brother. <laughs> I've been able to. He's not talk, virtues. I don't, <laughs> to talk to my dad, my dad into new pants, but he still insists on ordering a wedge every time we visit a steakhouse. Yeah, well, that's the only place you get it. <laughs> yeah, you it's know? not. You're not, you're not getting, getting it. it everywhere you go. Yeah, you're not. It's just a steakhouse thing. Yeah, yeah. Because the lettuce is gonna lay there. You just want something that's gonna, mm-hmm. you know. Um, fine, I say. Have your weird hunk of iceberg lettuce. You've given me life and paying for this dinner and I will allow you to enjoy this objectively dumb appetizer without yucking your yum. But he's going to do just that. And then a couple of years go by. I started working for a digital food publication with a handful of 30-somethings who, whose culinary aesthetics I blindly trusted and, for the most part, adopted as my own. They opened my eyes to the unctuous tang of chicken liver mousse and the delightfully unholy combination of potato chips and caviar. Do you know that one? No, I don't think I've had that one. Um, they became my northern star of taste. So imagine my shock. And you know, when I read some of these things, I'm like, Jesus Christ, these people are terrible writers. Yes, <laughs> I could do this. Yeah, you could in my sleep. I wish you would. <laughs> um, so imagine my shock and horror when I learned that I almost unanimously co-signed the wedge. This is part of the article. This is the part of the article where the wedge gets a capital W. Like the cartoon villain it has become in my life. These are really bad sentences. Um, When I ask one of my friends what he loves about this salad, in quotations, he responds, creamy, bacon, iceberg. Yeah. Creamy, fine. Good. Bacon, yes. Always. But iceberg as a selling point? Yeah. Surely not. Absolutely. It's crunchy. It's alive. You bite into it. It's it's like watercress or anything else. It's just juicy and... Yeah, it's It's refreshing. It's nice and cool. and I'm going to have to get ahead now. I've got ahead in my fridge right now. I'm going to chop it up for taco night. <clears throat> Let me refer you to a list of the worst lettuces. One, iceberg. Fuck you. Two, frisee. Eat shit. 
Frisée is gross, though. I think in small doses in certain dishes, I don't have a problem with it. It's hideous. It's mostly like, how do you, how even do you eat it? It's like a little nest. It it's is. like a little it's bitter gross. nest. It's, it's weird. It's bitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like. I like a little frisée. Yeah, not a lot. I like a little. I don't think there's a lot to like about it. Okay, well that's why I only like a little. Um, I don't have to explain to you why frisée is bad. Walter just did. <clears throat> but here's a reminder, just in case. It's an abrasive tumbleweed. <laughs> <clears throat> the only reason it punches slightly above iceberg is because it has some semblance of flavor, despite being bitter and hard to swallow, like the opinions of our current president. Ooh. <clears throat> okay. When was this written? <laughs> I, no, I'm curious. Uh, 2019. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> iceberg, on the other hand, tastes like solidified water, which, yeah. yes, is ice. Its fault lies in its name. It's filler lettuce with virtually no nutritional value. The iceberg support supporters out there like uh, l- out there like to defend its texture, which you have, mm-hmm. which they claim makes the crispiest salads and adds desirable crunch to sandwiches. Mm-hmm. To that I say, hello, Romaine. No, Romaine does not do that. <laughs> and have you tried adding chips to your hoagie? Yes, I like uh, uh, salt and vinegar, sea salt and vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the crunch and none of the sog. How long are you letting the sandwich sit there with the iceberg on it? Well, he's clearly made a lot of bad decisions in his life, so... In the context of a salad, uh, iceberg is merely a vessel for other food items, rendering it a waste of space and chewing energy. I mean, there's a lot of chewing with vegetables, but in general. It can't hold a candle to arugula or kale. (laughs) Arugula can go fuck itself. Arugula is disgusting. I hate it. I hate everything about it. A little bit on pizza or something? I'm so sick of it. What about kale? I eat kale all the time, but I don't really. I don't love mind it. kale in my um, like smoothies. That's how I usually. I usually put it all in the blender. Yeah, puree that. So I mean, you're not going to try and don't ask me to chew it. <laughs> so it's what I like alligator skin. So I will chew on it while I'm cooking other things just to get it in my system because I know it's good for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it. It's no. dirty and earthy. Yeah. So what I've been doing is is I throw it in the blender with two cups of water. I jam as much as I can in there. Um, I usually put like a scoop of like oats in there, like oatmeal, mm-hmm. and then I'll put like frozen blueberries or strawberries or something. Yeah, make it palatable. Make it somewhat palatable, but also it's not a smoothie, it's not a shake, like it's just a way for me to get as much of the kale in me as possible. And it doesn't come out smooth. Is there no other way for you to get kale in your body? It's quick and it's Does easy. Does it have to be kale? What is it in the kale that you need? It's all kind. It's all kinds of crazy healthy for you. It's got all kinds of good vitamins. Because you could do that with just vitamins. Like you could go buy vitamins. Yes. Are you on a daily multivitamin for me? Uh, I'm not. But be. I'm just saying, like, if you don't have to set up an alchemy fucking. Set I understand. To, like, I, have, I have a few extract the. I have a few different kale systems. Because it's so unpleasant to eat. <clears throat> it's very Skip healthy. Skip it. You could. I'll, I mean, Eat I'll, you I'll want. find the health benefits if you'd like, but there's a lot of them. That's great. There's lots of A's and C's and probably a B or in there, D, I don't know. Sure. Again, it comes in um, pill form. <laughs> so, which, which brings spiciness and earthiness to the proverbial and literal table. He's talking about the kale they, and the arugula. Which they often even get their names featured on the menu. Kale, Caesar salad. That's not a bad sa- a salad. <laughs> it's a terrible salad. It's, it's really fucking disgusting because it's not... Just because you put Caesar dressing on something does not make it a Caesar salad. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You gotta have the Parmesan. You gotta have a crouton situation on there. Yeah. Right? And Caesar salad and, is traditionally romaine. Right. 
And I think it's supposed to be eaten with your hands, like just one well, thing you pick it remain, up, one whole is, leaf. Right. Which is when Traditionally. They, which is why they don't cut it up. Right. Why there's no such thing as a salad knife. So we're going to get, um, yeah. Uh, kale Where's Butterleaf? What? Is Butterleaf on his little no. bib? Of course not. Arugula he's... with tomato and mozzarella. You said you hate that, but I've had that on a pizza. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Have you ever seen an iceberg salad offered at a restaurant? No. And that's because it's lazy lettuce. That's <laughs> an idiot. And then to serve it on, on a plate in wedge form? Like, here's this, here's this subpar crunchy boy, and also, we're not even going to cut it for you, but you, but have a fork and a steak knife. Please, I beg of you, do not give me a steak knife for my salad unless there's an actual steak hiding somewhere in there. If I'm paying you $15 <clears throat> for salad, steakhouse prices, again, you should know better. It's like nine, but go on. And yeah, it's like $60 steaks. That's what you're... It's mm-hmm. part of the program. Yeah. I expect it to arrive at the table ready to eat. This tweet made me feel seen. And here's a tweet from Karen Kilgariff. They refused to chop my wedge salad, so now I'm just sitting here in a silent hotel room sawing away at a quarter head of iceberg lettuce like a goddamn pioneer. There's You have to be a little bit smarter when you're ordering room service as well. Yeah, for sure. You can't expect them to wheel every single implement up to you. What do get you mean? a pizza. I'm just saying, like, like or get knives and forks. Get a burger. You can get a knife and a fork. I don't know what her problem is. Yeah, she's an idiot. All these people are idiots. <laughs> but yeah, again, you have to think like if you're in a restaurant, the mm-hmm. kitchen is twenty feet away, right? Mm-hmm. Thirty feet away, forty feet away. It's in basically in the same building as you. It right? is. It's, it's on the other far. side of a wall. It is not far. It's not far away. You're in a hotel room. Like you're basically in another building, and you're up on like the seventh floor. You're half somewhere. a mile away. Yeah, like there's like Literally. stairs and an elevator they have to wait in. You know, it's like it's not magic. They're not just fucking, you know, waving their fucking arms at the sky and making food appear on your doorstep. Like it has to come from somewhere. They've got to cook it. And those, you know, those cloches are hot. Like when those things leave the kitchen, that food is hot. But by the time you walk the length of a football field and then wait for an elevator to take you to the top floor... Some of that cheese is congealed. Yeah. It's just going to happen. So, yeah. Use your brain when you're ordering... Room service. I guess room service. Thank you. To add insult to injury, this vegetal vegetal doorstop is served on a too small plate with its accoutrements haphazardly flopped over the top. That's just plate poor is, plating. I think, yeah, the plate's too. The plate has to be big enough to cut it up. Which means that in this, in the process of cutting and then mixing everything together, some of it will inevitably wind up on the table. I offer this as a counter argument to my aforementioned friend's love of the wedge, and he accused me of inexperience. I mean, also, yeah, like I, if I don't you know. Can't eat your food. Yeah, you're just kind of an idiot. <laughs> That's probably what his friend said to him. Yeah. He also implored me not to aperol spritz the wedge salad in all caps. What does that mean? Um, I think maybe Aperol Spritz was popular and now it's been deemed shitty and passe. I don't know. I don't know. Another friend, I guess I have to re-examine my relationships because they don't get it. I'm going to break up with you because you you like the wedge salad. Um, Defended the wedge as a slice of cake except it's vegetables. Crispy iceberg, smoky thick cut bacon, creamy blue cheese dressing cake. It's good with pistachios. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. That's weird. The one at the Brooklyn had uh, had toasted pistachios. Huh. It was good. I just gagged a little typing the words blue cheese dressing cake. 
I think that somebody made a blue cheese ice cream on like Chopped or something one time. Did they? Yeah. I had a coworker bring me a, uh, I like bologna sandwiches, you know, with mm-hmm. mustard, and she made me bologna. She made like a white bread and bologna mustard cake kind of thing. Was it actual bologna mustard and or was it, yeah. yeah? Was it good? It was it was great? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, blue cheese is perhaps the least popular of its solidified dairy brethren on account of its toe jammy qualities. Do you like blue cheese? Yeah, it's not toe jammy. Truffle is toe jammy. <laughs> um, it is, in my mind, only acceptable as a dip to accompany buffalo chicken wings. So you do like it. Because its foot funkiness is mollified by the spice and tang of the good, good buff sauce. This guy's a moron. Why are you continuing to read this? This is, this is great. Not so when squirted over iceberg. What do you want? Is there any whiskey in here? I don't know. Up in the top left. Yeah. Um, which I've already explained tastes like refrigerator air. Iceberg? Refrigerator air? I don't think anything in this guy's life is healthy. I think that his refrigerator probably needs to be cleaning. <clears throat> In the spirit of knowing thine enemy, I turned to the internet to find out how this dish has managed to evade extinction, despite its many shortcomings. All I can say is, well, well, well. According to the Smithsonian, iceberg lettuce began to lose market share around 1950 and became so unpopular by 1995 that the nation's largest lettuce supplier um, had to launch a marketing campaign to sway people into purchasing their big flavorless crisp head. Well, kudos to them. They did a great job. The campaign included planting wedge salad recipes around the food media world to encourage chefs to include it on their menu. Yes, that's right. The wedge was planted. The fact doesn't make that fact doesn't make the wedge taste any better, but its ubiquity certainly makes more sense to me. Thanks a lot, corporate America. As with many of life's injustices, I can blame this one on the man. Down yes. with the man, down with the wedge. Well, I disagree with everything he said. <laughs> Three cheers for corporate America. <laughs> I mean, I'd high five Jeff Bezos for that wedge salad if I could. Can you order a wedge salad from Amazon? If not, that's a shame. That's the next step, right? Let's just see what comes up. What? On your Amazon? Yeah, wedge salad. And I can I can order cheese or I can order blue cheese. I can order iceberg. They give me romaine. Which is not a wedge. No, it's not. Kale Caesar comes up. Can you get a head of iceberg? Yes. I can get a head of iceberg. I can get blue cheese dressing. I'm sure I could order bacon. Bacon? Yeah, I could, I could get a wedge salad from Amazon. Yeah. So, yeah. I just thought he was ridiculous. He is ridiculous. Also, just get something else or leave your dad alone. Yeah, let people order what they want to order, you know? Mm-hmm. That always annoys me. People want to watch a certain TV show, let them watch it. It's like, I don't give people a hard time about Game of Thrones. I think it's ridiculous. It was great until the end. Like everything else. Like Lost. Remember we used to have Lost parties? Lost was great. Lost still is Until great. the end. No, what? Mm. <laughs> Do you remember the ending? It's like, wait, they, they were, were dead the whole upset. time? There was a dream. What was it? They were they were all dead the whole time. They were at a funeral or something. I think it was no. I think it, there was a little more loose endy. Like it wasn't. It was open for interpretation. That's the worst thing. You want to. You want a nice little package. Also, I mean, it would have been cool if they had answered half the question. Like, why did the why did the statue only have four toes? 
Life's a mystery, Walter. Which is why we like look to things like books and television to because they they put life in a, little, in a neat little package. You know who the villains are. You know who the good guys are. You know that the little couple in love is gonna win out. You know it's comforting to know that it's not anything like real life. That's why we watch TV. Yeah, you walk around. You, you walk from here to the grocery store. You don't know who's the villain. Who you know who's gonna fucking rip you off or, you know. Look for the helpers. That's what Mister Rogers said. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rogers was a good guy. He was. Um, they never... Oh. They never have pictures of these people. I'm always, I'm always curious. No, that's not... I don't want Vice's Instagram. Do you I want have bottle of water in there or do you drink your tap? I drink... Right there. It's on the right. Do you want a glass? No. Are you, gonna, are you sure you can make it? He's getting water from the refrigerator, but he's using the soda can. So there's the bit of... Okay. Perfect. Okay. And I can't get this... You see how there's that, like, calcium buildup or whatever there? Yeah, CLR. I've yeah. tried to scrub it clean. I can't With CLR? you got to soak it. Can you take those... you got to pull all the parts the Can you parts pull apart? all the part? Not really. Also, vinegar. I have some of that. Right. But you got to soak it overnight. Okay. All right. CLR should work, though. Did you try CLR? I think I have some. I have something called, um... It's called, like, so gunk no. getter or something. No. Yeah, there is... No. Yeah, it might be over there. I think I picked it up. You know, like when somebody, you offer somebody a beverage and they say, oh, do you have a Coke? And you say, well, I've got RC. <laughs> no. The answer is, no, I don't have Coke. I mean, I guess. I'm just... Can you make me a wedge? Well, I've got romaine. No. No, you cannot make them a wedge. I don't know. And I just think like that. Yeah, it's only in a steakhouse. You're not getting it anywhere else. No. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. It just You're stays in the getting... steakhouse... You don't like it, don't go into a steakhouse. It doesn't exist in the There are McDonald's. a lot of things happening in a steakhouse that really, you know... Oh, what was that one? House of Prime House of Prime Rib? Rib? Oh, man. We gotta go back there at some point. Your birthday's coming up, isn't it? I might it? die if I ever go back in there, though. Good Lord. So if you don't know, the House of Prime Rib is in San Francisco, and they give you the biggest, fattest prime rib steak you've ever had. They Collard have, greens, mashed potatoes. The uh, Yorkshire pudding, Yorkshire which is pudding. the... What is it, like an egg thing? Well, it's, uh, it's like a popover. It's okay. basically just a popover, and the, but you bake it underneath a, a cooking roast, so the, mm-hmm. the juice kind of drips down into it. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of an eggier pat of shoe kind of. Yeah. It hollows itself out as it bakes. It's and delightful. This... Don't fill up on any of that nonsense, though, because if you finish your prime rib, they will come by and ask you if you want second steak. And you can just get a second steak. And then I got third. Remember that? I got no, third did you, steak. Were, did they, were they cut they, you off another one? Yeah. Because they probably don't see a lot of people finish their second one. Well, yeah. No. Well, because people fill up on the Yorkshire pudding and all the other stuff. I was there to eat meat. And you did. And I did. And I got the end cut. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, that old guy was pissed. <clears throat> he wanted that for himself. Who? The chef? The little the old guy was... The carver. Yeah. Does that have a name? Does they have a name? Is meat carver? Yeah, I don't know. Meat guy. <laughs> the meat guy. Um, I mean, he's not the chef. He's just like the the waiter. So, right. right. I don't know. Maybe he was a chef. I don't know. But the deal is, you think there's a QR code at the uh, House of Prime Rum? Definitely not. <laughs> no. Yeah, it comes with its own glasses. You have to like mm-hmm. loners or what do you call those? 
Well, they, you know they have the Ray-Ban, speaking of the metaverse from before, Ray-Bans where you can take pictures with them for your Facebook or whatever. What? <laughs> what are you saying? Do you what remember is... Google Glass where no. it was like glasses you would wear that would have the screen and you could see the internet and stuff like that and take pictures? I remember there was like on a movie or something, but that wasn't real. So now you can get Ray-Bans mm-hmm. and you can take like video and pictures and like upload them from your sunglasses. Wow. Can it record video? I think so, yeah. And audio? Yeah. I need to get some of these. Yeah? <laughs> I like that. You, you want those? Let me see. Let, okay, let's see. A little see live here. streaming, just, you know. Uh, Walter.com, you know. Every you Saturday from 4 to 6. Yeah. I'll walk around um, town and, you know, do whatever people tweet me to do. <laughs> 240 bucks. And it's got a little camera in it. And then, yeah, you just upload it. Wow. 240? 240. It's not that bad. So, if anyone out there is interested in Ray-Bans by themselves are like $200. Yeah, they are. I think I got like when I got a pair like 6 years ago, uh-huh. they were $170. Yeah, and that didn't even have a camera in it. No, it did not. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you about to watch a commercial? <laughs> Until they write us a check. This is not going live on our podcast. Um but yeah, so Walter's birthday's coming up in October. We're going to go to the House of Prime Rib, and we're going to live stream the whole thing on the Ray-Ban. <laughs> so you can't take your sunglasses off the entire meal. I won't. I know you won't. <laughs> Perfect. It's your birthday. You don't have to. Yeah. We'll just say you had, like, eye surgery. Cataract surgery, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll get a little white cane with a red tip on it. Oh, we don't have to go that far. No? Uh, we can get a service dog if you want. We can get a little vest for, for Oscar. Oliver? Oliver? I'm sorry. It's Oliver. okay. Yeah, we'll get a little um, vest for him. I saw... I'll be, like, pulling him out of traffic constantly, <laughs> trying to get him off of people. Um, you know, can we just, like, if you're... Are you going to about to go off about service dogs? I'm just, I'm just over the, um... Pretending that The pretending. Yeah. Like... That's my service dog. Well, like that service chicken. Were you there for the no. service? The service rooster. The service. I heard of a service peacock. This motherfucker brought the service rooster or his rooster to the Fairmont, and then was trying to bring it into Sante, saying that it was his service rooster. And they're like, I think it's the. It's like the one and only time in his entire life that Brian Storrs said no to somebody. It's like, sir, I'm sorry, I can't have this rooster. Because, you know, they're the size of this kitchen table. They're big. Like, they're roosters big are, yeah, they're they not like around. little chickens. These are, you know, mm-hmm. big ass things. They've um, got, you know, things coming off them. But so just, they put it up in the room and it was cock a doing, like, Jesus making Christ. horrible rooster noises. Why did they all check him long. in with a rooster? They have it in the car, didn't tell anyone. I don't know. Yeah, they snuck him in. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, I just don't think we need to pretend anymore. Like, can we just have the rule that, like... Because we have a fucking dog in the car, or just fuck off. Or, like, the place... Some places will have no dogs inside, but you can have your dog in the outside dining. Mm -hmm. And nobody's asking any questions, and people are still putting service dog vests on the most ridiculous, ill-behaved animals Mm -hmm. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. These little, you know, the little dogs that look like something out of fucking Star Wars. Well, the woman, Gremlins. The woman who owns uh, El Molino, I can't remember mm-hmm. her name. She was in uh, sitting in the lobby at the Fairmont mm-hmm. with. She has like this giant poodle, yeah. white poodle, and it bit her friend. Like these ladies were having champagne in the pat in the in the lobby, and I went out to check on them. I had their little tab, and I went out, and she's like, "Do you have a paper napkin?" I was like, "Certainly, Miss. What, what seems to be the problem?" And she's like, she pulls her hand down and she had like scratches on I was like... On her face? Yeah, like what happened? She's like, 
Oh, Jesus. oh, it's okay. He just bit my face. I'm like, Jesus Christ, miss, you can't. And he's sitting up on the sofa, which is like, yes, you can have him in here, but he can't get up on the furniture. Like, there's, you know. And I'm like, get your dog, A, off of the chair. B, the fuck out of here before he fucking bites somebody else. Because if he tries to bite me, I'm going to fucking kill him. Well, yeah. I'm just trying to do my I'm going to survive. You know? Right. Like, I'm not going to die at the hands of your fucking dog. So I'm just saying is we can stop with the pretension. Yeah. Because it's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad and transparent. <laughs> we all know. It's we not all real. know. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying if you can't be without your animal for 45 minutes, that and if you do have a service animal need, please, how can I accommodate? That's absolutely fine. I will get I the dog know. water. I don't know. It will sit that. quietly. If it's real, yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you have... Then, they usually yeah. have like little boots on and you're not supposed to touch them or talk to them or feed them in any way. None of that. Yeah, they don't want water. They don't know. They don't want anything. It, yes. I've seen them out like real service animals and I'm like, oh my God, he's so cute. Look at those little boots. And she's like, yes, that's my service animal. I'm like, oh, can I pet him? She's like, please don't. Don't touch him. He's doing a job. He's you know he's he, on the clock. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's focused because she could have a seizure at any moment. You know, right. like, he's supposed to pull her to the ground. Like he's there to do a job, and he's like, you can't. No, you can't give him treats. No, you can't give him a water bowl. No, this isn't. And these little assholes. Yes, these old women who want to bring in their fucking chihuahua and so, feed him under the table and like have you clean up his shit. <laughs> so I'm just over the vests. Yeah, because. Let, what did I? Uh, let's go to Amazon again and let's just see. How much see. is the vest? Service animal vest. Oh, this is the first thing that pops up. Look at that. Those little red fake ass things that I see mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. 20 bucks. Nine, nine, $9. There's a little pink one. Oh, you got a little one. And in what aqua. happened to we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason? Right. Well, this one's got an American flag on it, so you know it's real. In training, it says. So that you can... So that right there, service dog in training, that is so you can excuse all of the shitty behavior yes. that you did not... Excellent. Oh, he's in training. That's great. Can I see your credentials for training this animal, sir? <laughs> right. I'm going to see the, need to see your ID. Where is your... Uh, I'm going to need to see the uh, the Caesar Milan, uh, you know, dog mm-hmm. whisperer training receipt, please. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying if you're going to do it, like, <laughs> look at that ridiculous little pup. I'm sure she's adorable and a, a, just a sweet little pumpkin face. Mm-hmm. Right? She is. You can see it. She doesn't look happy to have that vest on, but whatever. Um, I'm just saying it's 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 thinly veiled and mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Yeah. If you want to have your, your suck-ass untrained dog that is scared to be around other people at your table, you know... Or your giant Rhodesian Ridgeback that's taking <laughs> right. up like right. other diners' space. Come on, yeah, sniffing on. people's crotches under the table yeah. and running around stealing food, and and other people have to pretend like it's sweet and nice and fun. Yeah, and it's not because that's why I saved up my money and came out to this nice, expensive restaurant so I could deal with your pet. Yeah, listen to your baby crying. <laughs> yeah, keep your fucking babies at home. <clears throat> Lock that's your dogs all. in the car. Put the windows down. Yeah, it's a forty-five minute meal. If you're taking longer than that, you know, don't you have a dog to get back to? You gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you can't so, just. Just go. You can you just get out of there and get, you get to your just. dog. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, do what you want. I'm tired of pretending. Yeah. You can stop pretending, too. It's exhausting for everyone. Yeah. The dog's tired of pretending. The dog hates the fucking vest. Yeah. It's hot. You're ruining it for the dog. And that's who's really important here. Because I'm not mad at the animal. 
Mm. I don't want to get bit, and I certainly will not, you know, tolerate. I just don't want to clean up after them. That too. But, you know, like, it's it's you. You did this. Yeah. You did all this. I'm not mad at the animal. Yeah. If you spill your, your beverage on the table, I will clean that up happily. No, no, no. It's okay. I have a towel on me. This is my job. I will clean up this mess. If your dog takes a shit on the fucking floor, you're going to get down on your fucking hands and knees and pick it up. Because <laughs> that's your job. Yeah. Or I will rub your nose in it. I'm happy to stand in the fucking unemployment line for eight hours every day. <laughs> but this is what's going to happen to you, my friend. <clears throat> it's a good thing we have good unemployment here in California. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to reopen that uh, claim. Walter, thank you very much for another uh, magical evening. It has been. <clears throat> thank you for the egg rolls and the yeah. little tacos. Did you eat all those little tacos? I did. Good job. I put them away. Do you want the egg rolls? Kind of. But... You can have them. There's a little sauce there for you, buddy. All right. A little treat for you. I like how you handed me the sweet and sour, but you took back the creamy avocado. Do you want avocado? No, it's just I, that was just your natural reaction was to take it back. No, no, home I, was, with you. I didn't think you wanted it. Oh, I just thought I that have was them your in my favorite. Fridge. No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. I have. Plenty. I thought you were like, you can have that one. I'm taking this one home. Nobody. This is my favorite. You can have all. You can even have all these. No, I don't need. You get all of the sauces. <laughs> I want to take nothing from you, my friend. Are you sure? Because you brought it all. You can take whatever you want. It's okay. You want. No, you you enjoy. I'm gonna go make. Uh, I'm making double decker tacos for oh. dinner tonight. Is that the like soft and hard and soft? Well, it's the, it's the soft taco uh, shell, and then you put the beans down, and then you have the hard yeah. taco shell, and yeah, then you yeah. have the taco meat and the stuff in there. Nice. Yeah. All right. Because they discontinued them at Taco Bell, so. So you're going to make it at home. Now I have to make them myself. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's Taco Tuesday. It is. It's Monday. It's Monday, but yeah. It's, it's Taco Tuesday somewhere. <clears throat> there it is. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.